Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where Wednesday is mug day with $7 cousin cocktails. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years. NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Miller and Condon to take you up until noon. David Kaplan coming up at the bottom of the hour, a weekly visit with the Capman. Right now, we're going to start off the hours. we promised, talking to Pete Futek into College Football We Go, collegefootballnews.com. Pete joins us. Pete, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Uh, you know, I want to uh, blow your site up for a second because you, you work your tail. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. You've already got 11 articles posted today alone. Um, you're busy over there. It's a great time of year, but um, is your traffic increasing? I mean, when do you start to see people kind of gravitate back to college football, Pete? What do your numbers not, tell you? Not yet. It's it's a little inside baseball stuff here with, uh, uh, yes, the, the timing of the post because they get reposted for start of June, so it looks like I have, I did a lot more work than I actually did. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, but Really not for a while. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, obviously people care about college football and, you know, but it's really more of the diehard. Uh, traffic wise, it's, it's one of those things. It's like any other sport. People care when it's happening. I mean, honestly, I'm a, you know, huge sports fan. Did I care about the NBA until about oh, six <laughs> weeks ago? Right. No. You know, hockey, you know, if I watch every night. Did I watch a game, regular season game this season? No. Will I watch a regular season baseball game? There's no point until, I don't know, November. So it really is seasonal for most fans. Uh, so th- there's always that moment, though, in about August 10th-ish or so, when all of a sudden, kaboom, it just all blows up from there. As we get ready for the season, there are a lot of changes that are happening in college football Divisions can be no more. It's up to each conference now if they want to maintain or if they're just going to take the top two teams to play in a championship. Not only that, but the SEC has their own meetings happening right now, and they're talking about a change of the schedule and maybe actually going to nine conference games. The impact of that for the SEC, yeah, for the South Carolinas and Vanderbilts of the world, it's going to be harder to get to 6-6 six and six and get bowl eligibility. But when you look at the top end of that conference, nine conference games, how important do you think that is? I think the key to all this is at some point you don't do that move unless you're pretty certain you're going to expand the college football playoff at some point. Mm -hmm. Because part of the problem is there's been sort of a lack of imagination when it comes to how the college football playoff committee has done this so far. And the whole idea of, oh, we're going to take the four best teams. Cincinnati wasn't one of the four best teams in college football last year. But, okay, I guess you had to take them. Uh, you know, 
year before, Texas A&M was a better team than uh, Notre Dame, but they didn't go by that, and they shouldn't. I mean, if you're a panel of judges, you kind of have to go by what actually happened in the season, but they're not going by who the best teams really kind of are. They're going by what happened. So long-winded way of saying, if you're going to do this, if you're the SEC, you got to know that you're going to have some pretty strong teams going 10 and 2 or even 9 and 3 that really would be uh, college football playoff worthy. And so if you're going to expand the playoff, then go ahead and expand the conference schedule because then it'll all work out a whole lot better. Pete Futek, College Football News, is our guest. If you're a Cyclone fan, if you're a Hawkeye fan, both of those schools, their season preview has been posted at collegefootballnews.com. Pete, uh, speaking of uh, of Texas A&M, there certainly was some news made over the last couple of weeks with Nick Saban, who was none too happy with Jimbo Fisher and the recruiting class he put together. He came out and said as much. Fisher called a press conference the next morning, and those two uh, former colleagues, uh, Fisher working for Saban, they got after it. Saban's kind of walked it back a little bit since then, but that's good for the game, right? I mean, we're talking college football in uh, in the early parts of May when those things happen. Yeah, I suppose it's good for something to do for the you know, ends of the world to keep pinging me every five seconds whenever one of them makes a comment. Uh, it, it's it's silly, you know. These are just silly, rich old men who are just whining about who has the better, you know. The better cup cup holders on their spaceships. I mean, it's it's just it's just not that big a deal. I mean, Jimbo Fisher should have come out and just said, "Yup," and then just walked away. <laughs> just said, "Yeah, okay, that's welcome to the new world, Nick Saban. Adapt or die, son." Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, Alabama. I mean, Nick Saban. You know, he's actually a pretty good dude, but he 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 complains about everything. So that you knew he was going to complain and whine about that. But that's how this is working now. I mean, you're supposed to go after players. I know there are little, you know, apples and oranges on how you go about doing that, but it's all silly. Like, if someone wants to give a kid money, okay, you know, go for it. That's that's how it should be, actually. And it's actually the, the, the biggest overall key here. I don't know why anyone's whining about this, because it's the perfect situation for the colleges and for the NCAA. They don't have to pay the labor. Some goofy booster wants to give a car, get a car, go for it. So if they don't keep stop whining about it, eventually people are going to get wise and realize that they actually should be changing this in a different way that does not help the teams or the coaches like it currently does. NCAA is trying to put up some kind of parameters and guardrails up with NIL collectives and, and make it that it's not an inducement. Is that even a realistic possibility or are we too far down the road already where the NCAA is not going to be able to to cover this back and, um, and make it the NIL maybe in the collectives as we originally thought they were going to be intended? Yeah, you can't do it. I mean, because you can't say, hey, look, you can get money from this and you can't get money from that. Uh, it, it, it is an inducement. Look, you know, scholarships are an inducement. The colleges themselves are an inducement. I mean, everything to get these guys is an inducement. Really, all we're talking about here is that these kids are able to get jobs. You know, where most college students work at a Starbucks or a sandwich shop or some, you know, odd job or, you know, telemarketing or whatever it is to do just to make odds and ends of, you know, work. You know, these guys are getting money from boosters. It's, it's just at a whole other scale. The real fear here for the SEC guys, and that coaches just do not like anything that disrupts their system or uh, throws another wrench into this. 
the real threat is going to be uh, the places like USC, where you have a big, giant program in a big, giant city, and with a coach like Lincoln Riley, that that whole thing can blow up fast. Because all the things that made USC awesome under Pete Carroll, that's how it's supposed to be done now. You're supposed to have marketing companies. You're supposed to have all these inducers. You're supposed to have all the trappings of a city like Los Angeles. And while, of course, Texas A&M is relatively close to Houston and Alabama is Alabama, they in L.A. They don't have the major super media markets like the USC's of the world do. So that's going to be the real fear for some of these programs. Uh, Pete Futek, College Football News, is our guest. Pete, what do you make of the SEC hinting, threatening, uh, that they may break away and they just might conduct their own playoff at some point uh, after 2025. I guess that came up at the meetings yesterday. What's the likelihood that happens? Uh, if they're smart, they squash that in a hurry. Because here's the problem. Unless you want to create this as like this cute little niche league on the side, then it, it basically kills them. Because the, the thing that they completely miss and all, actually all colleges do, but the SEC more than anybody else, is they assume people care about the SEC, and they don't. They care, we all care about uh, Alabama when they play Texas A&M or Georgia, and of course they have the best college football going, but this is such a regional sport that you, you kind of joked it before about you know, Vanderbilt and South Carolina. Well, if, you know, Kentucky's playing Missouri. Do people watch? I do. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have to, right. you know, but like it, it's the average fit. You asked before about, uh, you know, that's on the site and traffic and all yeah, that. Yeah. And that's, I mean, we, you forget that we're junkies. I mean, we're, we're, we right. care about this stuff. We're sports fans. But 95% of the sports world doesn't give a hoot until the game's actually happening. So, of course, it'll, it'll, if they did that, it would take like a, at least, like an English Premier League in America style, like niche thing, but they need USC to be good. They need Ohio State to be good. They've got to branch out because they don't have the media. They don't have LA. They don't have New York. They don't have Chicago. Uh, they don't have California. They don't have Phoenix. They, you know, they don't have all these major media markets that the Big Ten, Pac-12 have. Sports wagering, Pete, something that you talk about a lot at College Football News. So you had an article up talking about the over-unders that have been released across college football. Got a play or two? Anything that jumped off the page when those were released? In general, I like the overs on the win total so far. I don't have any one specific one that screams. Every year I kind of overlove Stanford. <laughs> uh, I think LSU is a little bit better uh, than I think the, the, the totals coming out at. Uh, but overall, I, I kind of think that right now, any time, the, the advice I always give is if anybody gives you a win total of 11, just take the under, and at the very least, you're going to probably push. Because right. to go 12-0 and 0 is next to impossible. So if you're seeing an 11-and-a-half, which I think Ohio State or Alabama was at somewhere, just take the under and you're going to win. Because there's going to be all loss. And if it's not, you know, tip your hat and go on. Uh, it's just impossible to, to assume 12 and 0 for any team out there. And the same on the flip side, you know, Kansas is always a, is always a little, you know, under. Now Kansas is a god when it comes to not being able to cover, uh, but <laughs> at least over the years. But you know, last year I think the, the, the win total set at one and a half. They're going to sneak out. They snuck out a win in there against Texas late in the season. So 
whenever you see a way too low total or a way too high total, just go the other way and odds are you're going to be all right. Yeah, I think Kansas Zero is starting to turn towards the upside. I mean, they're not there. They've still got a long way to go, but I, don't, I think the – well, we'll see. We'll see. Hey, Pete, listen, love talking college football with you. Uh, again, uh, collegefootballnews.com, season previews up for Iowa State, likewise for Iowa. You've got most of them up at this point, do you not? Oh, God, I wish. I mean, we're still not even halfway through this thing already. But uh, uh, that's what June's for. This is a fun time. I kind of dig this time of year because this is when you kind of see all the things that are going to happen and you you kind of – all the big book reports to learn about all these teams. Yep. I kind of always dig this time of year. I'm, I'm with you for that very reason. Uh, just refreshing your memory of uh, who's coming back, what the schedule looked like. Uh, and then the Alabama goes in. And it's <laughs> right. Alabama versus Ohio State for the national championship. <laughs> yeah, so. Hey, uh, Pete, thank you as always. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you down the road. Thank you, Pete Futek. There you go. All right, good stuff out of Pete Futek as we talk a little college uh, football there. My headset came apart. I hope oh, no. didn't stop a mid-sentence. No, there. no, you're good. You're good. Uh, good stuff out of Pete. Again, the Iowa and the Iowa State uh, previews are up. He's got a little uh, speculation on the win total for both of them as to whether they'll go over or under or not. So yesterday we talked about Derek Jeter joining Twitter. Sure. Um, apparently, there, seemingly there was a um, uh, something behind it. Did you? And I didn't know this at the time. The... Same people that produced The Last Dance, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan's 10, was it 10 parts or was 10 parts? Was it six parts? Was it six parts? Maybe it's 10. I think it was 10. Well, I remember coming in on Monday, we would break that down like it was a Super Bowl because Absolutely. that's all we had. That's all we had. Right. And we would break it down. And, and then would, preview. And lead into Tuesday and Wednesday. And then let's Friday preview what we're Make a part see. of Claxons. <laughs> um, but anyways, Jeter has a seven-part series coming out on Derek Jeter. That sounds awful. I'm wondering the same thing. Michael starts, Jordan. It's in the middle of June it starts. Like, look, at he's the captain's the captain. Mm-hmm. It is, he is the captain of professional sports most recognizable franchise? The yes. Yankees? The championships? Yes. I think... Because football, you can go a lot of different ways. A lot directions. of different ways. A lot of different ways. Because they've done it in so many mm-hmm. different eras. Mm-hmm. Just the sheer volume that they have. Celtics? But then you say Celtics-Lakers. Right. It's just kind of one-two. Yeah. I think the Yankees are sports. Because who's two in baseball? I mean, the Red Sox and Cubs are two big markets that have been terrible. Dodgers. The Dodgers. But I mean, they had a lull until recently. And that brand before the six, what, when did they move? Fifth, late fifties, early sixties yeah. to Dodger Stadium from Brooklyn. Um, yeah, there's no two. The Montreal Canadiens, but it's Canada and it's hockey. Yeah, and they got a bunch of cups, and there was a six-team league. You nailed it. It's the Yankees. it's the Yankees. So, um, the fact that it's, it's the captain, they had that spectacular run with him. I'm going to watch. You're going to watch, but mm. will it be? I don't know if I'm going to watch. Okay. It was a time period, and it was a guy that well, that's actually all we liked. had. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 This is just another, mm-hmm. just another one. Mm-hmm. I'm and sure it'll be good, and it'll and, be well done, and, and there'll be sure. things, and there'll be moments, and that's a big time commitment too. Seven right. different nights. To watch I'll wait for this. the clips. Yeah. I'll go to awful announcing and see the important or ESPN Plus. Well, and I'm watch not going to watch. You want. I'm not going to watch that. No, seven parts for Derek Jeter, a guy that I don't like. No, no thanks. Not for me. 
Maybe well, that, that's apparently why he joined Twitter, oh. so we could promote that yesterday. I mean, the announcement was made yesterday. Did he get one of your 200 follows? No. 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 I'm it doesn't move the needle. No. Well, I'll watch, I'm going to watch it. Uh, that... Uh, just the A Rod stuff, you know. The, I mm-hmm. guess they didn't. Uh, Jeter did not like A Rod when he came over there, as it was speculated. Well, well absolutely. Uh, all right, David Kaplan is coming up. We will talk with the Cap Man coming up here at eleven thirty. Well, next youngsters. So much fun last night as we talked about at the top of the show for the Cubs. White Sox going to run down the division. No, I don't know. They've had injuries. So it just feels like a year for hell. They're still fine. Mm-hmm. They're still hanging around. Does the second place team in that division get into the playoffs? I don't think so. Well, the Angels keep losing. Well, then that helps. But you got the Blue Jays, the Yankees, and Rays. And the Rays, right. And the Red Sox, though yeah. they lost a couple games to the Orioles. And they lost to the Reds yesterday. Reds are better. Reds they are, are, I agree. That was an April conversation. They were all right. Yeah. What do you think the Reds' record was in May? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, in May, was the record... Uh, tell me how many games they played. They played 28? Uh, let me see if I can even find it. Uh, they were 3-18 and 18 in the month of April. Okay, so they had to win eight games. So they were 3-18 and 18 in that month. All right, let's go here. I'm going to have to do some quick math. This is going to be dangerous well, what, here. How many wins have they got now? Just do that. Yep. Minus three. So they have 14 wins All right, in the so month of May. They won 11 games. Fourteen and thirteen, above five hundred for the month. You gotta. They are getting better. You gotta retire that Reds conversation. Mm-hmm. That is a competent team. Mm-hmm. Get a winning record in a month. Yeah. That well, it wasn't. It's not the free square like they were back no. in the month of April. I mean, the books couldn't get a bet uh, against uh, on them. It was it was automatic. It put them in every single parlay. Although I saw Peralta, he's doing his parlays and post posting them on Twitter. It surprises me that he's into sports betting like he is. Yeah, it really is. Because I remember thinking, I'm not even sure he can do the Claxons picks. Because I didn't know how he. It was kind of not awkward, but yeah. but that's what he does for a living now. He does mm-hmm. the sports betting podcast. But anyways, one of, one of his plays last night was all over the Red Sox. Oh, really? <laughs> I was all over the Brewers last night. Yeah, and they went down to defeat. Uh, Contreras, home run in the first. Patrick Wisdom hit one out onto Waveland in the eighth inning last mm-hmm. night. He just clobbered that baseball. Cappy, we'll talk about those Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox when we continue on Miller and Condon. Uh, it's 11.25 on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. For details. Most everyone knows that the Grumpy Goat Tavern has great lunches and dinners. But did you know that the Grumpy Goat Tavern also has breakfast? Classics like steak and eggs, the hangover burrito, chorizo, biscuits, and gravy. You can step it up with the shrimp and grits, breakfast fried rice, or hot chicken and waffles. And don't forget the big-ass cinnamon roll. Plus, bottomless Bloody Marys and mimosas. Do brunch at the Grumpy Goat Tavern, Mills Civic in West Des Moines, 50th Street in West Des Moines, and in Ankeny. Chin.net. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com. Favorite shows. 
Why should you apply for a career with Wolf Construction? It's exciting and it's fresh and it's new every day. It creates new challenges and opportunities each day. I wouldn't want to work anywhere else but Wolf Construction. You can look around and go, wow, look what we've accomplished today as a Wolf team. Wolf offers competitive pay. The benefits are great. They have a matching 401k. Don't wait. Apply today at Wolf Construction. Get on board here. Join us here at Wolf Construction. Sign up and let's go. Wolf Construction is a great place to be. Apply today. Wolf Construction. 210 4th Street. Centurion Stone sponsors. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. And here is Cappy. Cap Trenton Ken. How are you, sir? What's up, boys? Good morning. How are you? Doing fine. So the uh, the Cubs win, White Sox lose. Let's start with the winner of the two from last night. Cap and Trent said the same thing, which was uh which I was glad to hear because um Look, at the Cubs moved the needle here in Des Moines, and it's going to be a long year. But it was fun watching that game, Cap. I mean, I think we're at the point now, right, is, look, we know how the season's going to turn out. There's not going to be any postseason uh, baseball in their future this year. It's all about watching these kids develop. And there's some kids that are going to be fun to watch develop. Is that where your point, and did you, or is that where you're at, and did you enjoy the game last night? Yeah, I did enjoy it, and it's always fun when my favorite team wins, especially when they beat one of their rivals in Milwaukee. You're right. There's not going to be postseason baseball here, which is, it is what it is. But if I'm playing kids, kids that I think have a potential of being part of my future, I'm good. But don't tell me that you're going to activate Jason Hayward and send right. you know Chris Morrell or someone back to the minor leagues because well, we've got our money sunk into Hayward. Yeah, you got forty man roster issues coming here, big time. You know, I mean, you know, you got Cap- Alec Mills down there, and all these different guys. Who are you taking off the forty man? Yeah. I mean, I would eat Hayward's money and move on. And you said as much with with Keiko, like the what they did on the south side. I mean, they 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 cut bait with him, um, and we'll get to that in a second. So, you th- will will the Cubs uh, take a page out of the White Sox books and just you know go with? Go with Mur, leave him up here. Jason Hayward was great. I mean, he's never his his, uh, his contribution will never be forgotten to the World Series um, streak ender. Uh, but is it time, and will they? I think there's a chance that could happen. I do think there's a chance, simply because they've got roster issues. You know, how many guys that play for the Chicago Cubs? You guys are there. I'm not. How many of them are in Des Moines right now? Alec Mills is there. Mm-hmm. Madrigal just left. Yep, just, just left and came here. Yep. There's been a bunch of dudes that have been down there rehabbing and getting ready. You got Wade Miley back on the injured yep. list. You've got you know a handful of guys that are hurt. Well, when they come back and you're at 40 on your 40 man roster, who are you taking off? Michael Hermosillo. Okay, there's one. You can't bring Jason Hayward back. If you're going to play young kids, I'm all in. Let's do it. But if Caleb Killian comes up here, mm. if Matt Swarmer stays up here, he pitched well. He did. It didn't give you any reason to bring him back. All these different dudes, 
I want to watch young guys that I think might have a chance to be part of my future. I got no interest in watching 30-year-old rookies. You know, last year I had a friend of mine call me, dude, you're too hard on the Cubs, this kid Alcantara and this kid Ortega. I'm like, kid, they're 30. (laughs) Wisdom. Yeah, Wisdom's a great dude. He can hit the ball nine miles. He's going to turn 31. There's a reason he's never been a fixture in the big leagues. I want to watch guys that maybe they're 23 and maybe they make mistakes, but they got a chance. What can you tell us about Saya Suzuki, who came up onto the scene those first couple of weeks, looked like they had a star, and then really, really, the, the batting wasn't there. He had not progressed as anticipated, and now he's dealing with an injury, a finger injury that he said yesterday he hasn't felt improvement speaking through an interpreter. When you look at Suzuki, 27-year-old, a lot of fanfare as he came in. What do you look at him into the future, what he's going to be? Is he a building block? Yes, I think he's a, one of your foundation pieces going forward. He better be. You paid $100 million for him, $99.6 million. And when, the last time I talked to Danny Evans, who I just adore, he was the GM of the Dodgers, he saw Seiya Suzuki play 75 times in person in Japan. Like, that's one of Danny's strengths is Japanese baseball. And he said, before the season, here's what's going to happen. He's going to start really quick. And then they're going to adjust to him. you got to remember, he doesn't speak the language. He's in a brand-new country. Everything is different. The way we play, the way we train, the way we eat, the way we travel. Everything is different. He said, and there's going to be some regression. He's going to be an outstanding major league player, but you guys have got to give him some time to make those adjustments. Now he's also dealing with an injury, so... I still think he's going to be a damn good player. And when Danny Evans tells me that, I'm in. Hmm. Cap, Christopher Morrell's a different cat, right? His unbridled passion for the game, his enthusiasm, uh, just his whole personality. I mean, I watched him the other day walk into the batter's box for the first time and actually reach his hand out to shake the opposing catcher's hand. A uh, good luck in the game type of thing. He pats Contreras on the back. After he walks, Contreras is moving into the batter's box and he's going out of his way to in- encourage him. I hear comparisons to Javi Baez, not the game itself, but just the passion for the game is that what they have in morell that is the type of guy they have in fact i was listening to the compound podcast because i'm going to do a sit down with ian happen a little bit and ian said that they had one reliever jogging in from the bullpen and as he went by center field morell high fives him the reliever like looked at him because you're trying to get locked in then here comes david david robertson and he does a jumping high five with him. it said this dude is infectious. Yeah. Every day he comes in the clubhouse, how's everybody doing today? He's got a big smile and a laugh, and he's always having fun. He's like, we play Major League Baseball for a living. This is amazing. That's the type of guy you need. So during the dog days when it gets tough or you're on a team that's not going to go to the playoffs, mm-hmm. those are the type of guys that pick you up. So I love it. I'm thrilled that he's here, and I do not – a scenario where they send him back anytime soon. We've talked a lot here over the last month or so about Wilson Contreras and what his future is going to be with the organization. How about that guy that you're going to be talking to in a little bit? Yeah, Ian Happ. Good point, Trent. You know, what kind of piece is he when we look towards the trade deadline? Well, look, this is the Chicago Cubs. This was my rant the other night, and I'm probably going to do more of it on my 
recap on YouTube later tonight. Ian Happ's a really good baseball player. Ian Happ can hit from both sides. Can he field. can hit with power. He can field. He made an incredible diving yep. catch the other day. And this dude is a great person. He's a brand. He is just a cool, cool dude. Those are the kind of guys you win with. This is not Kansas City. Oh, boy. He's got another year arbitration. We can't afford him. We better trade. This is the Chicago freaking Cubs. Mm -hmm. There is no one that you can't afford. And if you determine, you know what? We're going to have him as one of our outfielders with Seiya Suzuki and Brennan Davis, and we're going to go try and get whoever in the in the offseason, Aaron Judge or whoever it is, you can afford anyone you get. Now, I, I understand. Babe Ruth was traded. So was Wayne Gretzky. I get it. <laughs> but Ian Happ has a role on this team. And unless you're making a deal where you go, oh, my God, we can't turn this trade down, that would be a guy I'd want in my clubhouse. I think he's a winning type of person. Uh, White Sox in a minute, because I do want to get to you to um, comment on, on what you said about Dallas Keuchel as far as the locker room and, and cutting and cutting him loose, which seemingly was the right decision. Uh, but before we do that, Cap, along to, to, to Trent's question, I'm seeing Marcus Stroman being uh, being mentioned amongst guys who might be available in his first year. He's been great lately, Cap. I mean, you watched him against the White Sox. He pitched his you-know-what off in that game. Uh, they should have won that game. Um, is Stroman going to be available at the deadline, do you think? I guess anybody is. And when you sign a three-year deal, and I think there's an opt-out after year two, I believe, but I know he's got a three-year contract. Certainly anybody's available, but again, where are you getting pitching from unless you're truly trying to tear this thing you know, all the way down and tank it? And they have not. My biggest problem with what they're doing is they're charging major league prices, right. and they are not willing to tell you that it's a rebuild, and that is false advertising. If you trade Marcus Stroman, I don't care what prospects you're getting back. If you trade him and you trade Wilson Contreras, and you trade whoever else, you are telling people, hey, we want you to come pay the most expensive experience in baseball. Is I'm looking at Wrigley Field. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting right by the ballpark. I'm looking at it. That's the most single expensive experience. Mm. Tickets, parking, food, whatever. I think it's $110 a person to go. Wow. And if you want to go just ticket prices, I think they're third or fourth in all of baseball. So hold on a minute. You want me, the guy who's making, let's call it, family income is $65,000. After taxes, I got to get my kids clothes. We got to put food on the table. I got to pay my mortgage. I got to pay for gas in the car. I got to heat my home. I got to put the electric bill on. And you want me to go pay how much to go watch who? Ortega and Schwindel and Wisdom, and I'm not being disrespectful to them, but that's a team that you're asking me to go there to be entertained by that has zero chance of being a winner, and they're not trying to be a winner. So that's my problem with where the Cubs are right now. The White Sox also trying to be a winner, but a game under 500 after losing last night to the Blue Jays 6-5. White Sox, I posed the question earlier to Ken, is this just maybe setting up to be a year from hell where you can't get over the injury bug? It's just a, a lost season, if you will, for a, a team that felt like they were a real contender here in 2022. 
Okay, so let me ask you a question. Tell me what the Atlanta Braves were in relation yeah. to 500 <laughs> July 31 a year ago. Yeah. 50 and 51, I think it was. They were two games under, 52 and 54, I believe, okay. on July 31. <laughs> they went and got Jock Peterson that month from the Cubs. They went and got Jorge Soler. And all of a sudden, they won the freaking World Series. They got healthy. They got right. And they got on a roll. So maybe the White Sox won't get there. But they're only three back in the loss column. As bad as they've played, they are three games back in the loss column. That's it. And they've got to ride out three weeks without Tim Anderson. It could have been six to eight. They got very lucky. They're going to get Lance Lynn back here 10 days. Uh, Robert? Like, they don't have Dylan. Robert is active, didn't play last night because he said he's still feeling the effects of COVID. So he's going to start playing. Hopefully he'll be in the lineup tonight. You get out of Toronto, you get Dylan Cease back. He and Graveman are not even with the team because mm-hmm. they're unvaccinated, so they're not allowed into the country of Canada. And by the way, did you notice that Robbie Ray, the former Blue Jay who's on the Mariners, Robbie Ray, when the Mariners went to Toronto recently, did not go on the trip because he's unvaccinated. He can't get into the country. They did not do anything with his status. The Chicago White Sox yesterday announced Dylan Cease and Kendall Graveman have been placed on the restricted list. Right. Google restricted list and COVID. If you're unvaccinated, you're not paid. You do not get paid. Right. Is that Rick just saying, okay, <laughs> you guys don't want to get vaccinated? That's your call. I'm not paying you. It, it, Cease wasn't even going to pitch. He pitched against the Cubs the other day. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't even going to pitch. Is that Rick saying, you don't want to get vaccinated? I'm not paying you because the Mariners paid their guy. Hmm. Uh, that is interesting. Let's go inside the clubhouse, Cap. You shed some news on one of your recaps about uh, Keuchel uh, when when they did release him, and it was the right move because he's he's not pitching well. He's a couple of years removed from that. And, and you mentioned that uh, perhaps not the best clubhouse guy. What uh, what have you learned about Keuchel in the clubhouse? Yeah, I don't know if I would say not the best clubhouse guy. What I said was there might have been a disconnect between Dallas Keuchel and the coaching staff. I think his teammates liked him. I do. Okay. But when you have an ERA north of eight for a good chunk of this season, and I need a 40-man roster spot, and I can't keep running you out there, I mean, it's, for me, you run to the window if he's pitching against your team, and you go, oh, I'm betting against Keuchel. He beat the Yankees the one day. I think he gave you five innings. Other than that, name me a start where he's kept you in the ball game in the last month. You can't find one. So if there's a disconnect with the coaching staff and he's not pitching very well and it's a sunk cost, that's what you know. I was arguing with Gordon Wittenmeyer yesterday. He said, you're saying they should buy Hayward out. Well, why would they do that when they have that much amount of money left on his deal? The rest of this year and all the next year, he makes $26 million a year. Okay, let me ask you a question. I've used this analogy on radio and TV, and I think I've used it with you guys. But if we go by cameras at NBC Sports Chicago and the camera makes me look blurry and the microphone that they clip to my suit coat makes me sound like this, you can't really hear me. I don't care if you paid for it. I don't care how much you paid for it. If it doesn't enhance your product, okay, we made a bad purchase. I'm going to fire the guy who bought the cameras and the microphones, and I'm going to go get good equipment. That's my point. Dallas Keuchel 
gave you no chance to win. Thanks, Dallas. We made a bad signing. Here's your money. Get out. Yep. Same with Jason Hayward. Great dude. Awesome leader. He doesn't give me a chance to win, and now he's not like a 27-year-old. He's in his 30s. Jason, you want to chase a ring? The Yankees want you as a fifth outfielder or the Cardinals or the Dodgers or whoever it is. Here's your money. We appreciate you. Thanks for the gold gloves, and thanks for this speech on November 2nd, 2016. We won a World Series, and you played a role. We appreciate you. You're out. That's what I would do. We'll find out if the Ricketts family's willing to do that. In 2026 and 36 and 41 and 10 and 20 and 25-year anniversaries of that World Series, we will welcome you back with open arms, but it's time. Cap, great stuff. We're out of time. Uh, Cappy, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great week, pal. I look forward to it. Yep, see you, buddy. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. Cappy, CenturionStoneOfIowa.com. If you're uh, in the market for manufactured or natural stone, you got a project indoors, you have a project outdoors, they can handle both. Check them out online, CenturionStoneOfIowa.com. Visit the showroom, 5525 Northeast, 22nd Street in Des Moines. Trent's play of the day, May was terrific. It's behind him. New June, month. new month. Flip the calendar. Let's go. Let's go. Play of the day is next. Circus Sports sponsors Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Des Moines homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renters Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renters Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to. And for a small flat monthly fee, their professional landlords manage your property 24-7 so you don't have to. Collect the rent? You don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork? You don't have to. There's no upfront fees. No binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com. That's renterswarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You can't buy happiness. Hush on your side. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports with two ways to win and no rate. Circus Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circus Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircusSports.com. For- Which home selling team? Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush. Details. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. All right, we are running out of show, Trent Connor. Let's get right to it. Your plays of the day sponsored by Circus Sports. Where are you going? We're starting off, as we talked about at the top, with some hockey. Going to go with the under tonight with the Rangers and the Lightning. Five and a half is the number. Got to lay minus 120. We'll jump on that. 
with pick number one. Two in baseball. Looked hard this afternoon. We got the Guardians and the Royals. Couldn't come up with a play there. We'll wait till this evening, starting at 5 o'clock tonight. Philly's hosting the Giants. Carlos Rodon hasn't been great light lately. Read something about something they maybe saw mechanically, though. We're going to jump aboard here. Grab me the Giants plus the 110, and we wrap it up with a homer pick. <laughs> Bailey over and the Twins minus 114 at the Tigers tonight. Uh, Jim Cott mm-hmm. on the call. Dick Bremer and Jim Cott will have that one on Bally Sports North. Uh, do we ever find out why they bought those properties? I mean, they got to have a gambling something plan, right? That's got to be the plan eventually, but... Not a whole lot, right? Yeah, peep. All right, Murph and Andy, you're coming up in, uh, well, an hour and five minutes, and then Fanatics at 3, Hawk Central Radio goes tonight. Tomorrow, we'll know what A.J. Green is going to do. How Seemingly, about Chris Murray? And Chris, well, we, I guess we don't know, do we? We don't. Uh, maybe Hawk Central will know tonight when they take the airwaves at 6. We're Miller and Con. You can hear Trent and I weekdays from 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.